But where are you really from? But where are you really from? Hi everyone, my name is Jesse Lin, and I'm Angela Lin. Welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From? We are now in 2024, which promises to be a very interesting year. Not only because 2023 was such a big flop, but 2024 is an election year. And I think it's worth having this discussion because I recently read an article in The Guardian and they did a poll of people globally to understand where their sentiments are when it relates to their own governments and what are kind of the main issues that people are concerned about in the world like today. And one of the most interesting findings was that younger people, I think like that first bracket of like 18 to 25 or 34, whatever it is, younger people were more interested in other forms of government other than democracy. And many of them would be interested in a ruler that is like an autocrat. They're open to a ruler that suspends elections. And I wanted to talk about that because I found that that was particularly interesting because there are many elements of that where I'm like, I get it. Like, I do really get it. But then on the other hand, I'm like, that is a very concerning statistic to see from like a younger generation of people. So let's get into it. Well, I I guess I am and I'm not surprised because a lot of the respondents who were part of this like favorable towards autocratic rule people were from developing nations. So like a lot of those developing nations either have some sort of autocratic rule or they have malfunctioning democracies, like baby fledgling ones that aren't really operating like what democracy is supposed to be. But this is an interesting topic because it got us at least kind of like mulling over the idea of like, what exactly is democracy anymore? Like, you know, we've all heard the like, in theory, what democracy is supposed to be. But and I've been looking at even just like the global sphere. There are so many different reflections of what democracy is supposed to mean, depending on the country. But I feel like at the core, the topic of like, is democracy right, did sound interesting to me in that, especially in the US in the last like, I'd call it last five years or so, I feel like the voices have gotten louder, at least on the left leaning side of I still think it's a smaller percentage, but there is a growing population within the left that is voicing desire for something a little bit closer to like socialism slash communism. So that certainly is not democracy. So I think there is like that is the thing that I have noticed is that there is like more vocal expression of desire for something that's not what we currently have, whether that be socialism or supposedly autocratic rule or like whatever else. So I do find it interesting from from that respect. My sentiment has just kind of been that there is basically mass disillusionment across very broad swaths of the American public when it relates to the effectiveness of our government, particularly the effectiveness of our elected officials, like the, the, our Congress people, 
basically, and in those states where you can actually elect a senator, the senators. I think that the very far, very far right kind of movement that brought Trump to power, most people recognize that that situation represented something very wrong with how things are functioning in the in the country. That movement came out of unhappiness of of feeling like they were not represented, feeling like they weren't getting the support that they needed from the government. And I think in some parts we discounted that because of the people it was coming from. You know, like the poster child of that movement was not particularly palatable, I think, to the centrist and centrist left American public. But now I kind of feel like everyone is feeling it because even I'm like, I look at the, I look at what the Congress people are working on right now. I'm like, bro, what are we doing here? Like they just passed a spending bill to keep the government from shutting down. And they passed more budget to keep the military afloat than they passed budget for everything else that the government needs to cover, which is like, for right or wrong, I don't know exactly the funding required, but that just on paper on the perception from a person who doesn't know much about what's happening in the government, it doesn't seem right. Like, it doesn't seem like our officials are working on things, directing money towards people who need it. And so I kind of feel like there's just this, like, mass disillusionment across the board. And it's playing out in kind of what you're saying, more extremely left-leaning, more extremely more extremely right-leaning parts of the party are becoming more aggressive with their conversations around that. Okay, you used the word disillusionment earlier, right? I think the idea that something like an autocracy or communism, this is my opinion, all right? Like, everyone, have your own opinion, whatever. This is my personal opinion. I think that Anyone who thinks those two things would actually function better than a democracy and, like, in the way you think it's going to work out, you are delusional. I just don't have any trust in a single individual or a handful of individuals to be truly so in it for the people that they would not fall to their own human base worst like characteristics when it comes down to knowing that they control everything and no one can say no to them. Like, why would you think that would be better (laughs) than having at least checks and balances? I don't know. I agree with you. I don't think that those extreme forms of government can be sustained for a long period of time successfully. And in fact, I don't think that any any of those extreme governments have lasted for very long. I think people would say like, oh, China is like a successful communist country but technically it's not like it is a capitalist country with it's an autocracy basically it's not a communist country it's an autocracy but yeah i just think it's like people don't really know what democracy stands for anymore because it hasn't been really flourishing recently like you look at our our efforts the united states efforts in the middle east to try and bring democracy and like stabilize those countries and those efforts I think have been pretty not worth the return on investment for a for a more PC way of putting it. And so I can definitely see like if you're looking at it from like a global perspective why many of the developing countries as you mentioned like folks from there are like that's this isn't a system that works for us. 
none of this stuff works because of human corruption. Like, it's literally, like, even the fact that the U.S. spent so many decades in the Middle East, like, they did not go there to help people. Let's just be fucking clear, guys. We waged war there forever to fund our military complex, to steal a bunch of oil, to, like, there's just... There were personal interests involved, highly, like, valuable interests to be defended by the United States for being in that region of the world. And any quote-unquote democracy that we were attempting to set up was always tinted by that personal interest. So, like, can you definitively say that whoever leader or like body of leaders they were trying to put in power are really were really the best people to be doing that or was it that they thought they're fine but they're also loyal to us and are going to you know implement policies that are favorable to the u.s and continue our like you know puppet strings that we have there let's just be real it's like it all comes down to corruption it's always corruption that fucks up anything that is like supposed to be good in theory so for sure if like that's what the quote-unquote democracy is that's in place for a lot of people in these developing nations, then yeah, they would say democracy fucking sucks. What I'm more concerned with is the people in our country who are like, I'd rather have communism and socialism than what we have here. Obviously, if you see that shit doesn't work, it's easy to kind of say like, oh, I'd rather have the opposite. And it it's strange, but I guess like, a lot of people put democracy and capitalism as like the same thing. But I think a lot of the reaction of like, I'd rather have communism and socialism is against capitalist structures today where people see a lot of like inequality in, for, for example, like income distribution and power between like the very, very rich in the country versus people who like can't afford their gas this week because like inflation got so crazy or whatever. So I can see how people who are really struggling to just like get by on a day-to-day -day basis can't necessarily afford groceries or basic needs on a day-to-day -day could see like, well, something's broken here and it's, this is what democracy is. And like, maybe it's better if I had someone who's looking out, supposedly looking out for me and going to make it more quote unquote fair for everyone. But all of that to me still comes from like, you're not necessarily evaluating things practically in terms of like what would actually happen if you got what you asked for, as opposed to you're just putting out a like very valid and strong disgruntlement of like the status quo without necessarily like actually a functional solution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey listeners, wondering how you can support us? The biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on Instagram at where are you from pod, on TikTok at but where are you really from, subscribing to our YouTube channel under but where are you really from podcast, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends. The more people we can get to listen to the show, the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories. And if you feel so inclined, we're also accepting donations at buymeacoffee.com slash where are you from. Thanks y'all. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think I think I agree with you there. Um, and I love that you called out kind of like the shit, like the part that we don't talk about when we talk about the war in the Middle East, because I do feel like there are lots of arguments whether or not America is still a democracy or whether it's an oligarchy. I personally still feel like it's a democracy, but it is a democracy that fights very hard against a lot of large special interests. And like, it takes a lot of mobilization for the democracy to win out, which is challenging because you can't mobilize people all the time, right? Like, it's hard to get people riled up, excited, like, drive them to vote for something. And so I kind of feel like there's this like oligarchy chipping away at what they want that isn't always connected to what the people want, what the democracy needs. That for me is like a huge driver of the whole disillusionment because it's like, if you have money, you have power, you have political capital, and you as a single person with a ton of money can eclipse the political capital of like a group of people voting, which seems to be a problem for me. I definitely agree with you. Those things happen a lot. And people with money for sure influence politics heavily. Like you just have, I think all that stuff is public. Like you can look at like, how much money each person is given during like a political campaign. And you'll see just like millions and millions of dollars from the wealthiest people or companies, which I'm like, oh, in what world? When did this become a thing that we like allow this legally that corporations can spend their money to fund political interests? Like, is that really in the name of shareholder interest? I don't know, whatever. So many questions. But then it's like, oh, well, if you compare it to other countries, maybe it's not so bad because Korea is notorious for being so corrupt in their politics. South Korea. People obviously still have good lives there, but it's a running joke that every president they've ever had has gone to jail. or And then like many of them have like, quote unquote, committed suicide. And it's because they always take money. They always, it's always just like so much corruption and the income distribution is so much crazier in Korea than in the US. Obviously a much smaller country. So, you know, you'd have to proportionalize that out. But like in Korea, literally the entire economy, like 80% of the economy is owned by like five companies like or, or like three parent companies, essentially. So like if you think about that versus what we have in the US, it's ripe for like greater corruption and like greater income disequality inequality but it doesn't mean ours is better it's just like it's just interesting sometimes to kind of balance out our view when it when you just like take a glance over (laughs) at like a different country and see how it is the same or worse like we're just obsessed with the military i think u.s has like this like uh, like random really fixated obsession with military i think it's because we think that maintaining our strength in the military keeps us in like the first place in the world or whatever because we can literally beat people down if we still have a strong military it's like 
brute force kind of power. I feel like that's why they're just like never gonna not spend heavily, heavily, heavily into military. They just know that like our cultural and political influence in the world has been waning over the years for one reason or another, but military might can stay sustained if they keep pumping that complex. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that our country has stayed where it is because foundationally, I, I believe foundationally people are, are still good and they want to do the right things. And that's why our democracy still functions. But imagine enough people are finally like fucking fed up. They're like, I, I have been chewed up. I have been spit out. I don't believe in the system anymore. And I want a different system regardless of the consequences. I think that is what really, really concerns me. A flavor of that, honestly, towards like more centralized power, however you want to discuss that, is like wherever you fell on the like COVID situation, you know, obviously like vaccine stuff really polarized the country in so many different ways. But let's just talk about the way the government implemented rollout of things like lockdown, data collection, like vaccine requirements and then like excluding people access to things based on the like those just like inherently if you take out the very heated ethical like associations that people often attribute to choice of vaccine or not even before there was a vaccine just the fact that they could lock us in our own homes and if you don't stay in your house you're gonna get arrested you're gonna get like all this shit is gonna happen to you you can take it to like as more or less invasive as you want. But the US, a place that is supposed to be like kind of the shining light of democracy and freedom, even during these, of course, extreme times, very quickly devolved into like a very centralized held power and like do as you're told kind of situation. And I for one did not enjoy that at all. And I don't know if you felt this, but I do think COVID times really woke up a lot of people to the government and how much power they have, and whether or not we want them to have so much potential power in the future, especially in this like very centralized way where they can make big decisions like that about your rights and your like freedom of movement, freedom of speech, freedom of anything kind of overnight like that did shock me especially when like lockdown first happened all the rules that went into place immediately i was like I... if i recall correctly this was actually like a really weird situation because and and it's a good point to make because i think the idea of democracy exists on a number of different levels right you can have local democracy county level democracy state level democracy federal level democracy. And if I remember correctly, in the, in the COVID instance, I think the federal government actually wanted to implement like people were like, we should have a countrywide lockdown. But they're like, you, the federal government is not allowed to do that. So it's up to each state to say, you know, people in the state, you can go out, you cannot go out. Like, I think it's a it's a good, good question and conversation to have, which is like, what is the give and take between individual's personal freedom and when that personal freedom has to be traded away during a very exceptional circumstance. And I think the the big 
missing piece here, I think is really the trust, right? Like most people, if you trusted the government, I don't think you would have a problem trading the freedom. But I think the issue is most people don't trust the government. And that is a problem. Like how can you, how, if you don't have trust in the institution that is supposed to be looking after you when you don't have insurance, helping you out when you're retired, like running your armed forces, that is, I think that's a huge problem. And of course, that trust is not, it's not like, it's not even all around, right? Like people aren't going to say like, I distrust everything in the government equally. Some might say like, I trust more in the military commanders, to be honest. I trust very little in the IRS, to be honest. La la la. Like that's not uh, evenly spread, I would say. But I think there's a huge problem where people just don't trust the government because they don't feel like the government has had their back historically in good times. On to, I'll try to ending on a positive note, like, is our system foolproof and the best? Is it the number one? No. Do I think anyone has the number one system? No. I think every country struggles with issues in their government, whether it's like lack of representation or there is actual corruption or it's like literally a dictator or whatever. But I think that what we have is worth trying to defend to build to to work on and not to just wholesale throw it out and i feel strongly that um the people that i know and the people that i believe in that are the people of the united states will fundamentally do the right thing i 100 percent agree as fucked up as everything is right now i think a really good sounding board to look to is recent immigrants to the U.S., especially ones who fled countries that are ruled by literally dictatorships and communist, uh, quote-unquote communist states, like people who flee from Cuba and other places like that. Like, they're honestly some of the most vocal people about defending our democracy and our freedoms because they're like, bitch, I know what it's like to be in the states that you're trying to, like, revert us to, and it's not so great. And so... I always am humbled when I kind of like listen to recent immigrants' stories, especially in contrast to our form of government, because it just brings a kind of reality check of like, yeah, there's always something to complain about. There's always something broken, but there's a reason that people still flee their fucked up places, more fucked up places to come to our country in hope for a better life, and that they do think they have better lives in the US, even if they came with $10 in their pocket, you know, because of the fundamentals of what kind of rights they had back home versus what they have here and the potential for who they can be and what they can have for their families here versus elsewhere. So in that respect, I still am very optimistic about the US and what we can still do to salvage (laughs) the democracy that we have and improve it to be better in the future well perspective is everything and on that note listeners thank you for following along with us we hope that you are just as passionate about living here about getting great people into our government about getting represented we would love to hear from you do you still believe in democracy does that even mean anything to you let us know sound off in the comments below And come back next week because we'll have another fresh episode for you then. And until then, Saijin, bitches. bitches.